Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topics, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What up, what up, what's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. One of your hosts, I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers, Jimmy the Blueprint in the building, B. Austin in the building, Voltron is forming. Let's go! All right, look, man, the NBA All-Star Reserves, as well as the second half schedule, have been announced and um, we're going to rap about that stuff, but we also want to dedicate some time to the Serena Williams-Naomi Osaka conversation that's been going on this past week. So sit back, chop it up with your homies in the war room. Of course, you can get in on the conversation by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports, whatever your speed is. Uh, we'll also be taking your calls in about 15 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, that number as usual. Three two three four one zero 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 one two. So whether you're live with us or not, we just need to remind you that during the week, anytime we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that. You can check out the War Room Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Show after further review with the Mayor, the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris. John Appetit with the Burtons on the couch with the Wilsons and a whole lot more. You can check all that out at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms because we're on pretty much all of them. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of any of those shows. So don't miss an episode. What up, bros? Uh, y'all man Bobby Schmurter is out of the pen. Y'all, y'all doing the Schmurter dance Bobby. Hot <laughs> Yo, we've been shmoney sh- dancing. All week at the court. I, I, I don't know shmur, why my, my kids bad. love money. Yeah, yeah money. Get your shmoola on. I don't know why my kids love that ignorant monkey so much, but we've been shmoney <laughs> yeah. all week. Yo, the, the, I mean, yep. I ain't gonna say it the way you did, but I don't understand why this dude is such a celebrity. Like, has he, he has had no like, another song except for the one that you know where you do the shmoney dance to? I mean, I'm. This is a, that's no, a legit question. No, I don't know. no, like, did he have no, an album but it or has to do. No, it has to do with it has to do with social media and the way these kids consume content. Them dudes, meaning his crew, GS9, kind of came around right at the time where creating content on social media platforms began to be as vital as the actual music, and their click has a following. And he's kind of at the head of the following, so it ain't even so much about the music. It's just okay. they're a. He's these, got fans. These, no these quote unquote I mean, artists, yo, they be having the same type of celebrity as somebody who's been doing it for twenty years, like instantly, like damn. Yo, welcome, he has no bars. Yo, he has no bars, by the way, too. None. Welcome home to the king of New York. Is one. 
he had a couple of songs, but I mean, you know, but also, uh, you know, he had a mixtape with him and Rowdy Rebel. Welcome home to Rowdy Rebel as well, man. All I'm gonna say is that, uh, is that. you know, um, that. lifestyle. Riley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, you know, yo, you know, Dev's the old get man of the crew. You know, I, I know, I know, I know. He, he, he get off my lawn, gang. But no, but seriously, though, like, I don't know about them rapping. coming around. I don't know about them coming around at the time because, you know, again, I don't think people even recognize how much social media and technology has changed our world. I think some people are just recognizing it, but, like, it's been changing our world literally for years in front of our faces. Um, and, you know, like you said, these days it's not about the music. It's about moments. Therefore, yeah. uh, moments on the Internet are like new songs. Who cares if you ain't got – who cares what your single is, yo, if you ain't popping on the ground? Your single moment on the Internet. Yo, hey, Jim. Yeah, Roddy Jim, shout Rebel. out, shout Roddy out to Moments. Don't even ask how. Shout out to Moments. Roddy yeah. Rebel. Yo, Roddy Rebel got a fan. Moment, Roddy Rebel got a fan base, and no one even knows what his voice sounds like. Okay, y'all saying y'all saying Rowdy, like y'all so, saying man. Rowdy Rebel, like Rowdy Piper. Yeah, like Rowdy Rowdy yeah, Piper. Yeah. Okay. Listen, all right. I, Cause I'm sitting here like you know I thought that was a B Austin trademark. I'm like, did, did he listen to the show to get his name? Cause I thought y'all was saying Riley Rebel. You know. No. Rowdy. That's a whole. That's a whole different. Whole different Yaku. But listen though. Shout out to, to, to GS9. Crip gang? Yo, they sit tall, man. You know what I'm saying? My man, you know what I mean? They sit tall. They back home, man. The king of New York is home, so you know what I'm saying? It is yeah, they kept a tree. Yo, they kept a treetop tall. They didn't sniff. Fish <laughs> money. You know what I'm saying? So, you, welcome home to the king of New York, B. Um, yeah, they bought him out. Had some, uh, they had some schmutz for him. <laughs> I don't yeah, know how much money little. they have for him, but they definitely have. Did some they have money. some schmooler? Did they have some schmooler though? <laughs> nah, listen, I think he, I think he got paid already too. But hold on, though, peep this though. Oh, he got some money and some schmucks. How how much of a, um how crazy the world is we live in, where you know attention is is, is you know as as uh, as Fab says, attention is a new currency, man. Those chicks, everybody in the world knows what it's about, knows what they are, but they would they couldn't help but get in front of the camera and smile. You know, on the jetway. Everybody knew what it was. My man just did a long bit. What do y'all think is happening? But they didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, yo I'm actually embarrassed to say, yo, I like, I like Rowdy Rebel, and I don't know what he does. Like I don't know why. Though. Just heard of him today in 2021. Yo, back in our day, we had fashion ladies, but they didn't like. They didn't want you to know they was fat. Like they still kept it kind of conservative, even though they were slow. Uh, unless, you know unless they were attending freaking. That's about it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, or the now Greek, or the Greek store. Fairmount Park got kind of nasty. You can bust it wide open hold and freaking with though. the with the disposable cameras in the that's, in the camcorders. That's something else. That's something else. <laughs> like that's another fact. That was the start of what we see right now. So I, I mean, say, yeah, you can't really like blame the youth. Some of y'all aunties and mamas is somewhere on VHS tape and it ain't too nice. <laughs> uh, on a on a little tiny VHS tape that you gotta put into a bigger VHS tape adapter to put it into the VHS player. And that's that's what thing, y'all on. We, we clown the youth. We clown the youth, but there were some people that got like buck wild back in those days. Like some of y'all moms is like 
Your man said buck wild. In the middle of a club. My man said Uncle Luke wild. No, I mean, because if you think about the places where they busted wide open, like if social media was available, they would have done it there. So, I mean, they didn't have problems doing it out in the street with actual dudes touching them. And, yo, see, I've seen some stuff at Freaknik, man. I, Yo, I know it's I'm somebody, somebody mama right fingers in her at the same time. And I'm not I'm not talking about like 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 one dude and a and a and one hand from another dude. I'm talking about fourteen sets of fingers at one time. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>! but, <laughs> I mean I mean I'm I'm from the Fox Valley era. So I've seen some I've seen some stuff that like I'm from I'm from the night on Broadway era. That's enough said, yeah, and we can move on. Yeah. So, what I'm going to say is I, I've seen some stuff that straight up disgusts me. But with that being said, it's still a little bit different, though. Like, the, the, the everyday chicks that was, you know, that was still out there doing their thing, they wouldn't let you know. Like, these young ladies that he was with, we already know this. We already know this about. And they smiling, posting on their own grams. Like, you know, this is what it is, though, man. It's a new world we live in, man. We're smurred. We're about to get smutted. But, um, yeah, man, let's jump into these hot topics, man. We're going to talk about some respectable ladies in just a minute. Hot topics, of course, are brought to you by MyBookie. War Room Family, it's time for you to make some money. Sports betting in MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, then it's time to place your bets. Lay down some chicken on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online, play- online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, one word, all caps. Spell it yourself. Now to activate the offer, visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid, and that's all there is to it. All right, man, let's talk about some respectable women in a respectable field right now, man. There's been a conversation going around um, concerning uh, Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka. Now, you know, we reported on their last matchup at a tournament um, a couple of weeks back, but the conversation has kind of moved into another aspect. And I, I don't know. I think, you know, what – we were doing with it at least off air with some of the people that we know. I think it's even a little deeper than it's it, it was meant to be, um, because I think it started from this Deadspin article by Jane McManus entitled "Naomi Osaka isn't Serena Williams' rival; she's her legacy." I thought like um, and and shout out to the homie uh, Dre Andre Harper, uh. Uh, a friend of ours and a longtime supporter of the show, he actually brought this topic to us and, and focused, you know, my attention onto this. Shout out to you, Dre. No doubt. But I kind of think him bringing it to, to our attention was more about the headline because I think as black people, I think we could do a little bit more with this topic than a Jane McManus could, could. because if you actually read the article, it was, it was okay but I kind of thought she didn't take a, a deep enough dive into this into this topic. So we're going to talk about it for a minute here, man. And I'm going to ask you, brothers, right off the top. You know, we, we, we know about the exploits. We know about how the sports media likes to do things. Um, but in your opinion, is Naomi, is Naomi Osaka 
Serena Williams' rival, or is she her legacy? Um, absolutely, one hundred and ten percent her legacy. Um, I'm I'm up in the air about the rival thing. I'm leaning towards no, for the same reason that I would say that LeBron James is not Kobe Bryant's oh. rival. Per Yo, se. those names are um, in my notes. Though. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we we think alike. So I, I I don't think that I think at this point in Serena's career, the only rivals she has are people that are long retired, long dead, and look her in the mirror. Like those are her rivals. Um, there's no one that's currently playing that she would really consider to be a rival. Um, but imagery and, – and, and shout out there because it's a very nuanced and layered conversation. I'm sure we're going to get into those. But just, just a synopsis, like for me, I think that imagery and symbolism means a lot the younger you are when you're aspiring to something. And Serena and Venus Williams inspired an entire generation of young black girls to go out and compete not just in tennis, but in whatever it was in life, they could apply their their athletic talents to and be successful and be themselves and work hard. So Osaka, being the age she is, grew up watching Venus and Serena. So she's, she's definitely their legacy. Definitely. I mean, and admits to, to that fact that Serena... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's respectful. That, you know, she's she's like respectful and honorable about it. I mean, I think it's Naomi easier to be Osaka, respectful when you're beating that ass, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> I mean, I think Naomi Osaka was like one year old when Serena won her first match. Like, wow. yeah, good point. This is, like, I don't even know how people... I, but again, then again, I've never heard anybody actually call them rivals. I think that's one of them jokes where, you know, people are looking for um, topics and stories. They, 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 did, they, they didn't, Jim. They didn't, Jim. But we know how idiotic and stupid the masses can be. So once that's floated out there, it, it can turn into that. They can I was pit, about to say, you know, you know a, little bit of, against each other. a little bit of fandom on, on social media, a little bit of the, you know, the, the sports media, the ones who don't care about jumping out there with some silliness. Been a little bit of talk, but like like you said, Jim, it, it, it's not anything widespread. So I think Jim McManus's point in writing this whole thing was to kind of get in front of that before it even became a serious question. You know what I'm saying? This so is, for this me, is I think egregious. it's this is more I think egregious than Kobe and, and LeBron. It's more egregious than Kobe and LeBron. Like, <laughs> because she was of that age one years old. It is. It is. It, it absolutely is. This is this is beyond. It definitely is beyond Kobe and LeBron. It like there's. It's a. You can make a plausible case for Kobe and LeBron. You can't make a plausible case for someone who was one year old when this person started. Like that's 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 crazy. But it honestly is a testament to how great uh, Serena with Serena Williams is on the court um, to even be mentioned in the same sentence with someone entering their prime as she's on the back stretch of the back stretch of the back stretch of the back nine and still able to compete at the level she's able to compete at. She's a middle-aged woman. Right. So 
Here, here's some of the perspectives that I kind of jot down. These aren't necessarily my perspectives. This is how um, I imagine people out there see it. Well, from from the first perspective, you know, as black women, um, as tennis players, of course, tennis stars, and um, sort of as activists for women's sports, you know, because Serena's been that over the years. It's always seemed like, um, and, and Jay McManus wrote it in an article as well, it always kind of seems like tennis being the most successful of the women's sports. You know, they a lot of the star tennis players have always taken it on themselves to kind of be activists for other women's um, sports. And Serena did it, and you kind of see Naomi Osaka going down that same road. Um, and, and like I said, admittedly from her, she kind of gets all of her cues, game and, you know, outside of the game, from Serena Williams. Serena Williams, just like Tiger Woods in golf, was the reason that a lot of little black girls, like you guys said earlier, picked up a tennis racket to begin with, just the same way as a lot of little black boys. Shoot, Tiger Woods was the reason a lot of black adults started picking up a, a golf course. I got a ton of friends who be out on the golf course, like playing themselves and, you know, can't play a lick, but just be out there because Tiger made it cool. Shout to out to me. There. Shout out so, to me. You know, and as, from that perspective, from that perspective, she's absolutely a legacy. Um, the whole age thing, like you guys spoke on before, that's absolutely a, a legacy piece because I didn't even know that fact until Jimmy put that out there that she was like one year old when Serena won yeah, her I first tournament. Serena, I think Serena's um, first win was in like '99, and let me see when Osaka was born. So her first win was in '97 or '98. Yo, yo, someone born in '98 sounds so wild to me right now, B. We old as hell. Hey, we're actually we're actually to the point now where there are players in the NBA who were born in 2000. I know. That's <laughs> yeah. Thing, yo, yeah, we're born, actually. Was, yo, y'all was born after '99. Y'all don't know nothing about that panic in '99. Yo, why do we think? Yo, we were Vince, Vince Carter just retired. But listen, I, I, I'm, I still Ooh, got some, though, because I do think there are some perspectives where you would have to, you might have to use the word rival, um, because, like I said, the whole age thing, that, that's a legacy piece. But as current competitors, as pure competitors, mm-hmm. if Serena Williams is going to be that old head that's going to stick around for a long time, and they're sitting here competing with each other, at some point we're going to have to admit to some kind of rivalry, especially if Serena's still good enough to keep, you know, getting far in these tournaments and meeting this person. And I'm only saying that, and like I said, these aren't necessarily my perspectives. This is what people are going to say if Serena doesn't, doesn't hang it up and she keeps playing, they're going to be, I'm telling you, there's going to be a faction that's going to be like, out of respect for Naomi, you can't keep saying that, you know, Serena's not a rival just because she looked up to her and just because, um, you know, the, the age difference. If Serena ass ain't going to hang it up and they keep meeting each other, at some point we might have to acquiesce to, to that perspective. Is Vince, is Vince Carter that Kobe and LeBron play. thing that B, that B talked about, they played in the league together for uh, a pretty good amount of time. 
But B, you also have to realize most of the reason that we say that is because LeBron and Kobe have never, ever played in a meaningless, I mean, a meaningful game against each other. Serena and Naomi so far have been meeting either in the semifinals in or mean, finals or slam tournaments. And if I that mean, continues, I, that, that, if that continues, we can't continue to purely use the the, Vince, the Kobe Lebron type comparison. Yeah, so, I mean, I go ahead, go ahead, Jimmy. Serena, Serena, Serena's playing against her, but she's not competing against her. Serena's competing against Serena. Serena, here's the thing. Serena turned pro. Serena turned pro in October of '95. Naomi was born October of '97. Serena actually was pro two years before this chick was born. She was already <laughs> professionally playing tennis before this chick was even born. Like, yo, her parents haven't even copulated yet when Serena was already having professional matches. Like. Yeah, but, no Serena yeah. Is, but Jim, is hanging around. This is like this is it's the like thing Carl about Larry Serena. Holmes, and this is Ali. Why. I was saying Larry Holmes looked up the, to Muhammad and, this Ali. This is why and, and, and when they have the those conversations. Right. But this is why when they have those conversations that we don't get involved in, when they start doing the, the GOAT conversations, and then they take it a bit farther and do the GOAT conversations, regardless of sports, this is why. Serena Williams' name has to be in, in those conversations, um, you know, because people like to qualify it. Oh, she's the greatest female athlete of all time. Like this is why Serena's name just has to be in it, period. Because a Serena that we think and she probably knows that is way past her prime is still playing in Slam finals and Slam semifinals, and as long as she still does that. That's the only reason I'm even, you know, bringing up this that perspective that's going to come up, and and having Man. to play devil's advocate on it a little bit. If she if she remains so, so, one of the so, top players, then at some point, so, no, just, I think they're going to so be like, so that's, a, so that's, a, Naomi that's a that's a good that's a good point that's a good point, and I probably lean more towards not. But to your point, to expand on that, and let me ask. What is a rivalry and what are the key components of a rivalry, right? So we've said meaningful games or meaningful matches. When you look at Kobe and LeBron, nothing ever really meant anything. It wasn't for all the marbles. It was, it was whatever. Yo, the most meaning, meaningful game they've ever games, played against each other was probably a Team USA practice. <laughs> that probably was the most meaningful game they've ever played against each other. True. I mean, they played a so, couple so, games with ABC that was lit, but but at the end of the day, <laughs> man, like, I, they played a couple Sunday I, Sunday joints, but you know, I, you mean the really one where where Kobe screamed at the young ball, Kobe screamed at the young ball, shoot the damn ball. Oh yeah, they yeah, play yeah, for the chip in every tournament for the next ten years, and I still wouldn't think it was a rival. Like I just, but what is a rival? Then what is a rival? And what is a rival and a rivalry? I'm about, to, I'm about to say, at that point, what's a rivalry, though? Because if Serena's good for that long, and she's still it just banging me, you know, 10 it just years from now, the rest of these and at some point, people, that's just, all. It just means what? Yeah, but, it, you know, it's professional the rest of these people tennis. Somebody's in there that should be stopping a 48,000-year-old Serena from getting to the finals to play this girl. Somebody got to be in there that's good enough. I mean, we've seen Serena take some lumps even before Osaka, but the fact is, the fact remains, you know, when her name is on that on that tournament bracket, people still looking at it like that's Serena. 
Like, That's so, still I the think, alien like coming said, to get I'm him. I'm not there, Jim. I'm not saying I'm not even playing devil's advocate because I'm anywhere near there. But at some point, if people start to say, if Serena's still competitive to that level, and people start to say, like, at this point, not saying they're rivals is a little bit disrespectful to to, to Naomi. I think there would be a breaking point where I would have to at least acknowledge that. Like, okay, if Serena's going to keep being nice like this, Listen, then we can't man. say just because she old as hell that they're not rivals. If, if they end up playing I mean, each other in like exactly 15 grand slams. That's exactly why we can't. Listen, eight rounds. Shout, out to Mrs. Cord- shout out to Mrs. Corday. All I'm saying is, yo. Yo, th- shout out to us. And that's and that's probably where that's probably where her off the court or off the uh off the tennis court activism and social awareness sort of diverge from from Serena because she's committed to a certain part of her roots that I think is a little different for uh for for her than Serena, but that's neither here nor there. I think from a rivalry standpoint, um mm, my I mean, definition right now, of, right a, now, of a rival, definitely one hundred percent likely. Yeah, my 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 definition of rivalry, I would say, if they meet in at least five to six more meaningful matches through the year, if this is occurring, if we're having this conversation five years from now, then I'm kind of with the statement you just made. Then I have to entertain it as a rivalry which becomes really a, a just, further at testament entertainment at that point. We we still that's might be telling them that's a further testament to, to her to Serena's ability. <laughs> we might still be telling them FOH. Jimmy's just telling them FOH right now. <laughs> but yeah, listen, I'm telling them FOH right now. I'm a, I'm, let's go to the chat room real quick. Skyview, he and Nish spitting some, some stuff. It's, it's kind of along those lines. He was like, before we even brought that up, I think he might have wrote this. He said, but if they are battling for a chip, and I'm pretty sure he means chips, period, too. I mean, uh, plural, too. Um, he said, if they're battling for a chip, they're somewhat rivals, too. Michael Mora had to fight George Foreman. Then he said, look, remember when cats were comparing Johnny Gill to Teddy Pendergrass? Teddy P said, shit, I ain't going nowhere. Hashtag rivals. I don't, I don't know. About the, like, because Michael Moore, like, I wouldn't look at Michael Moore and George Foreman as rivals. Just like Jimmy Yo, George Foreman was Muhammad yeah. Ali's rival, B. I was about to say, just yeah. like just like um, Jimmy just used the Michael Moore was of, just a bullhead guy that um, was around. Yeah, just like Jimmy used the example of uh, Larry Holmes beating the trash out of Muhammad Ali. Like, you know, because they fought for a chip, I don't think was that even for a chip. Either way, just because they fought, yeah, Larry I don't Holmes think that makes fine, them he right. Wanna, he didn't want to beat him up. He didn't want to beat him up because that was yeah. his hero. I mean, if, if Larry gave Holmes, all that work. Had a three fight set with an old Muhammad Ali, then okay, I mean, maybe that's a different story. But Muhammad Ali wasn't even competitive enough at that point to to even be disrespectful enough to ask for a rematch. So Muhammad <laughs> Ali was, Muhammad Ali was, was already in the realm of dimension. Moore lost the title and went away. Yeah, Michael Moore lost the title and went away. So those dudes can play each other. They can that fight. It was a young kid in Catskill, New York, who watched that fight and vowed to get revenge for Ali, and he definitely did. He damn near killed uh, Larry Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's one of the. So, I mean, but, but the, but the crazy part is the scene because Larry tried to fight back and tried to throw an uppercut, and his hand got caught in the ropes, 
And that no. was all she wrote. <laughs> but but I mean it was the same thing that happened to Ali that happened Yo, to Ali. Them ropes them ropes conspired against Larry to help Larry to an <laughs> earlier grave, man. That was a shame, yeah, man. Yeah, but, but 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 B, even that uppercut that he tried to throw, it was out of desperation because he was in trouble. So he probably <laughs> wasn't gonna land it. And if he did, it probably wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> That's because he was past his it prom. He was past his prom at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like like like, no. like Tupac Shakur. He was watched up flabby. There's a still. couple this conversation is interesting. There's a couple things that I've loved to see in, in life. A nuclear explosion. Michael Jordan dunks. Admittedly, no. a Serena Williams serve, <laughs> and and a Mike and a Mike Tyson uppercut. Would I be would I Who would I be starting a something? Though? Hey Jim, I, I was about to ask him. Would I be starting something that the FCC wouldn't like if I asked you where you would like to see a nuclear explosion? Yeah, bikini atoll, bikini atoll only. Wuhan or no? Serena. Wuhan or no? No. I wanna yeah. see Serena to drop in the I'm out. I'm just asking. I'm I'm you know, not me. I'm I'm, I wanna yo, you out of pocket with that one, B. Hey, oh, hold, real, quick, real, quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Why were you on the air though? I wanna address something real quick, man. Hey yo, Kev, Uh-oh. man, I know you in the chat room listening, man. How you gonna say one name on the air and then try to like write that B Austin on the page? You try to clap that B Austin on the page, know, although you said a whole different name. Yeah, he did. He clapped at you on the on the Facebook page, B. Talking about B. I watch basketball. I told you Jamal Murray. I'm like, yo, but you said Gary but Harris. What the crazy part that Jim brought that up. The crazy part is, remember, I tried to cop a plea for Kev. I was like, he gotta be talking about what's the name? Uh, Jamal Murray. But Kev never said anything else to like to confirm it. So we just had to go on with it. I went I went back and listened. I went back and listened and was like, hold up, he didn't even say Jamal Murray. Like what are we talking about? <laughs> he definitely said Gary Harris. Yo, Kev, let me like go said, ahead and like, give you this Naomi Osaka serve. That I tried to I tried to throw bail. Yes, yes you did. Kev's way. Yo, I was like, he, he got like, talking about Jamal Murray. <laughs> you gotta be talking about Jamal Murray. My man said, "No, Gary V." In the in the chat room, he said, "I said the I said the cat from Kentucky." No, you that, said his that name. That must have been what he you said after said I, his name. After I sprung bell for him. You said, said a said name. name. So Yo, so I mean so basically, I, I was you know we, we were correct in thinking that he was probably talking about the other dude, but you can't say another name and then go on social media and just clap it. Yo, and do his head. name. It's his name. You said Gary yeah, my name is my name. <laughs> I was just waiting for Kev. I was waiting for Skyview to be like, "Yeah, that cat." When I said, you know, when we actually said Jamal Murray's name for you, he never said anything. He no. did. I think he did right after that. He wrote the cat from Kentucky, but I ain't. I ain't. No, you know, say, one of them Gary dudes. I don't know where. I don't know where Gary Harris Bain. went to school. He could have went to Kentucky. <laughs> I don't know where these cats be playing at. I'm not a big yeah. college guy, so all right, but hey man, I just I just wanna <laughs> say as we get back on topic, shout out shout out to Naomi Osaka's commitment to the black family and, and where I think she's going with the brother Corday. Um because yeah. that, that stands you apart from your from your idol, from your hero quite a bit. Yeah, Salute to now, you for and, supporting a black family. And also I don't really I can't see this becoming a rivalry anyway because Serena's really looking. She's looking for that twenty fourth, 
to tie. She's probably looking for the 24th and 25th. I think once she gets that, she's probably going to hang it up. You know, she's worth $225 million. Um, ain't her uh, her husband a, a billionaire or something like that, too? So, you know, it, it's definitely not about that. It's not about the, the, the money. I think she wants to at least tie or beat that 24 um, slam majors by court. And then I think she's going to hang it up because – you know, Naomi, Naomi could be this good this early. It's still going to be damn near impossible to get that record once Serena takes it. So one or two more wins, and I think she's, she's out anyway. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But like we said, if five years from now we're still having the same conversation and they done played in like 12 more slams against each other, I, I think we're going to have to at that point, at least entertain a different story. But this is a, this is a great topic, trip, man. As black women, <laughs> as black women, um, definitely 100% legacy, man, because she's modeled her, not just her game, her career, and somewhat her life after this woman, um, Serena Williams. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta, it gotta be stated. So, all right, Dre, shout out to you, man. Great topic. Uh, maybe we'll get some some opinions on it one of these days and and come back and talk a little bit more about it. But we got to move on. Um, NBA Players of the Week, and this week that is Dame Tom, Dame Lillard, and James Harden. Now for this past week, Dame Lillard averaged thirty six point three points per game, twelve point seven assists. 5.7 rebounds, and the Portland Trail Blazers went 2-1. and one. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets, led by James Harden, he averaged 31.8 points per game this week, 10.8 assists, 9 rebounds, and Brooklyn keeps ascending up the Eastern Conference standings. Um, they were 4-0 last week. They're game behind Philly for the number one seed in the conference question for y'all shout out to these dudes first of all for players of the week honors yo do y'all think after the tumultuous start and and him not wanting to play in houston he finally getting that trade to this team even though you know they have a big three that probably makes the game a little bit easier for everybody kevin durant hasn't been there in a minute do y'all think james harden has played his way into the MVP conversation. Do y'all think he's more in the MVP conversation than his two teammates at this point? No. No? I mean, the simple answer is no. I mean, he's balling. He's playing well. And he's absolutely playing a lot better since being, you know, he got his way and he's balling. But when I think about the MVP and I think about, like, what, what Embiid is doing right now, I don't think he's having as good as a season as Embiid. I understand you said the conversation, but no, B. I and I don't know. He, I think, and the reason I asked B and, and Jim is because, you know, I, I think, and I'm I'm thinking from the the media who have votes perspective. I think first of all, because I see a lot of praise for this, I think they're gonna first of all give him a lot of kudos for coming to a situation where he had to sacrifice a little bit what we're used to seeing from him. James Harden, you know, is arguably the greatest scorer in the league, you know, at this point. It's between him and probably his two damn teammates. 
But he's he's arguably the greatest scorer in the league. He's gone on scoring binges in the past few seasons that we've only seen from the likes of Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and Will Chamberlain. Um, but he had to sacrifice some of that. He's become the point guard on this team, and he's also playing every night where he has two superstar teammates who's in and out of the lineup. So he's kind of like holding it down for the Nets, and this wasn't even his team to begin with. So I think that's where his candidacy is going to come from. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's going yeah, to win it. Yeah. But they're also I, I about to you, be the number one seed in the East, I think. Yeah. It's going to happen. You you gave you gave the reality of why he is in the MV, MVP conversation, and to Jimmy's point, he ain't doing what Embiid is doing, but he's holding it down in a situation where you're seeing a wider breadth of his game, um, and and all of the tools that he has. Hell, that little fat dude is even playing D. He's even playing D. Like, yo, I, I give it to him, but. But because of the team he's on and the fact that the uh the sniper is coming back, he he can't win that. He he won't he won't win it. But for this stretch yeah, but, while 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 be, dude is out, I think he's in the conversation. They were hard pressed to give LeBron the M V P this year. I think they were kinda hard pressed to give it to him last year, but they were Yo, still, he lost the league were, the league was still on their Giannis kick last year. LeBron I think pretty much had it in a bag this season until Anthony Davis got injured. Now that he's injured, they're on a four-game losing streak, and people are starting to see that. And eh, LeBron's missing LeBron free throws. Doing what he's doing what at doing? this age, but without without AD, you know, and, and there's no excuse either because everybody's talking about how much talent they acquired over the over the off season and all that kind of stuff. So now I'm starting to see some of the stuff like, well, they didn't, they only got like 70 days rest from the bubble. Everything's starting to change when it seemed like it was a done deal. LeBron doing what he's doing in his 18th season is going to get the MVP. Um, do y'all think right now, because I both of y'all said his name, y'all think it's head and shoulders, Joel Embiid right now? Or is it close no. between him and any other players? I don't think it's head and shoulders. Joel. I don't think it's head and shoulders. But I, I do think it's Joel. <laughs> he, he on another level right now. I think what may hurt Joel is the fact that he's still going to take at least one game a week off. <laughs> and, and at some point, you know what I'm saying, you got LeBron in his 18th season not wanting to miss a game and playing 41 minutes per game. I think a lot of that, you know, no, LeBron got some records that are in his reach where it serves him well not to miss games, you know, to play these this many minutes. Because a lot of people were saying when Anthony Davis went down, and I, and I found this kind of comical. Um, I actually wrote this in a group where somebody was like, well, what I think, man, since AD is down, man, I think LeBron should, should chill and not play so many minutes per game and just let the Lakers fall, you know, a few seeds down in the standings because that's not really that serious. And I'm sitting here. I I had actually told this person. I'm like, yo, you think there's going to be a choice? The Lakers are about to fall in the standings without AD, whether LeBron plays 41 minutes a night or not. And he's still playing the bulk of the minutes, and they're falling, you know, in the standings. Um, 
I just think people just be trying to. I'm gonna tell you what's not. I'm gonna tell you what's not falling. LeBron's game winning free throws. <laughs> Yo, be happy. <laughs> you happy about that? Like, but but no, like what? Okay, if y'all had to rank the top three right now, so we so we can move on from this though. What, who are your top three MVP candidates um, right now? Because Jimmy and I spoke about it um, offline, off air earlier. It kind of seemed like the league is kind of over Giannis at this point. And, and, and Jimmy, would you, what were you saying, Jim? Like he's just not getting that same push from the league? Well, I mean, the, the, the team is not doing as well. So over the right. last two years when he's won MVP, the team was like – they was dominating people in the regular season. Like right. they were clearing away the best team in the conference um, in, in the regular season from the league. Uh, but they're not having the same level of team success. So – you know, it takes away from the light shining on him. And, you know, this might be a good thing for him, to be honest with you, like, because it's less pressure on him to, uh, you know, do what he has to do. Because, um, you know, he's come up short in the um, playoffs over the last couple of years, but now there's less pressure. Well. I mean, it's not like they're, they, <laughs> I think they're still above the six seed. I know the Celtics with Jason Tatum and how great he is. They're still the six seed. They're above that. But still, you know, they just, you know. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, truthfully, truthfully is they're they're the third seed, and they're only two. They're only two games out of first place. They're only two games behind Philly. Brooklyn's only yeah, a they, half a game behind Philly. What they like? So it's 19 like, and 13 or something like that. So 19 and 13. So. Philly's 21 and 11. So it's like at some point he could possibly climb back into the race just because. Like you said, Jim, a lot of people Duh. vote on <laughs> team That's success. It. A lot of this is like best player on best team. Duh. The records in the league right now in. are so so weak. He can still climb back into that. To that yeah, they got 32 games in. At the last couple of seasons of the 32 games in, they were something stupid, like 29 oh, yeah, like three. three losses. <laughs> I'm going my my top my top MVP my top MVP I would go candidates would be Embiid Dame Dollar the Beard what about the name more than Giannis <laughs> Yo. Giannis and uh, and AD. AD, <laughs> you're drawing. <laughs> you're drawing on that. One. <laughs> yo, yo, Giannis, Giannis is quietly, and I say quietly because, like Jimmy said, he's not getting that same push from from the media. I guess people starting to, you know, believe that hype when people talk about his skill level and this and that. Look, you know, I can even tell, you know, I can agree with some of the stuff people say about that, but in the in the larger scheme of things, dude still produces. Um. I yep, think the only reason that this skill level conversation is getting legs is because, like Jim said, they fall short in the playoffs. So that's, you know, people have to lean on something at this point. This dude is putting up 28.6 points per game, 11.8 rebounds, six assists, 1.3 steals, 1.3 blocks per game right now. And the league is acting like, you know, this dude is – not what they thought he was for the last two seasons. So Shout out to Will it'll Bill Legitimate. Of, it'll take a level of playoff success for people because you know how people, how quickly people jump on and jump off. 
And it all got to do with, eh, he ain't got no rings. He ain't got this. He ain't got that. Yo, so man, we'll can we give Donovan Mitchell some love? I mean, Donovan yeah, Mitchell. true, true, true. I'll, I'll replace I'll so, replace AD with Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> well, Donovan, his, you know his name is going to go in it strictly because they have the best record in the league. And, and y'all know what the rules are. Best player on best team. I mean, so even if you don't want to give Donovan props by that criteria, you got to. <laughs> I just want to give Donovan Mitchell props and hope he wins the MVP because I'm sitting on the Donovan Mitchell moment. But that's either here or there. I mean, they got a and they got a uh, they got a Milwaukee Bucks uh, record right now. They're 26 and six. Yeah, they do. <laughs> right now, so. They out there balling, and they pummeled the Lakers uh, the other night. I'm, I'm like, it got real bad. I, I was. That's because Cat's still scared to get much of Rudy Gobert because he almost shut the whole league down for good. He did shut the whole league down. <laughs> Yo, you start calling that boy Bubble Gobert because he was the reason that the bubble came into existence. Um, all right, so before we take some calls, man, let's uh, let's just name these these All Star. Reserves for this all-star, not weekend, but all-star day, all-star night that they're having in Atlanta on March 7th. Um, And that's going to consist of, they're going to try to squeeze everything in. They're going to do the the all-star coverage is going to begin at 5 p.m. Eastern time with the the TNT NBA uh, tip-off, wrong sport. That's going to be followed by the Taco Bell Skill Challenge. They're going to do the Mountain Dew three-point contest starting around 6.30, and then the All-Star game will begin at 8 p.m. with the slam dunk contest taking place at All-Star halftime. I don't think that's a – you know, the fact that they're doing this I think is a bad idea, but putting the dunk contest at halftime I don't think is half bad because I'd rather see a dunk contest at halftime than, than, you know, (laughs) some singer singing and – a, a jersey dress. Shout out to Mariah Carey. Like I, I don't need to see that. <laughs> like we don't need music <laughs> fused in, concerts fused in with every sporting event, like like we've been doing. So that's cool. I think I think that'll keep your attention. You don't want to see Will. You don't want to see Will. I am. I don't want to see Will. I am at, at halftime. No. So the All Star reserves. Um, we're gonna go with the West first. It was uh, Anthony Davis. Um, he's not going to play, and he's been replaced, but we'll talk about that after I find out who you fellas think might have been snubbed. Um, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Bubble Rudy, Rudy Gobert, Dame Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson. Um, shout out to Zion because he is putting up numbers, but I think I think Zion could have been averaging eight and, and, and eight, and they would have found a way to put him into the All-Star game. Um, on the Eastern Eastern Conference side of things, we got Jalen Brown from the Celtics, uh, James Harden, Zach Levine making his first All-Star appearance, uh, just like Jalen Brown, uh, Julius Randle making his first All-Star All-Star appearance, Ben Simmons, um, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Vucevic. So, real quick, on both sides, do y'all think that there's anybody on this list that isn't deserving? And do you think there's somebody else who got snubbed? And if somebody did get snubbed, who would you take out to put this person in? I mean, somebody, somebody is standing by my side. Then why should I be afraid? Oh, my bad. Go ahead. You know, someone, someone's always going to get snubbed. But what this told me was like, yo, only 12 spots. how much talent, 
how much talent has shifted over to the Eastern Conference? Because I was looking at the Eastern Conference, and I'm like, yo, I, uh, you know, um, Ice Tray. I was looking at Sabonis. And I'm like, yo, there's cats that are left off. A couple years ago, maybe five, you know, eight years ago, yo, half of the cats on the Eastern Conference didn't deserve to, like, you know, wasn't all stars, but they had to pick somebody. Yo, and all now, you gotta say is, all yeah. you gotta say is, remember, Gerald, remember Jim Gerald Gerald Wallace, like, Gerald Wallace put, like, was an all star. No, but think about Gerald it. They used to put like three Celtics, like four Pistons. Because they didn't have nobody. Like, those teams yeah. were good, but all of those dudes didn't deserve to be all-stars every year. The same but day. now you it's like, I mean? yo, all the talent has moved out east. Like, you know, I guess something some was – When the east is in the house, LeBron. oh, my God. I'm joking. I'm joking. But that's what LeBron fans will tell you. But anyway. Um, everybody moves because he's – yeah. And that's yeah, the thing, but, though. But Trey, the, Trey, the people Trey that Young we would name in the Eastern Conference, Jim – like, I still think they're second-tier superstars, but they're putting up good enough seasons to be considered for all-star games. Like, I still think the yeah, West yeah. has bigger names in this whole thing. So the biggest name everybody shouted out was Devin Booker. Now, Devin Booker is going to play. He's been named to play in Anthony Davis's um, absence. But if you guys thought Devin Booker was the snub, who would you have put him in over if everybody was – Healthy. If Anthony Davis was playing, who would who would you put um, Devin Booker in front of? The only person, the only person I'll put was possibly his teammate. But I was about to say the same thing, Jim. I was like possibly Chris yeah. Paul, but everywhere he goes, but, they give him the one hundred percent credit for that team turning around. And you gotta give him dog, some credit. I, he has been listen, turning around. I watched him team. play, and but, I know a lot of you, dog. I, I know I know the boy's been an all star. He's been one of the best players. I, I think I'm more impressed with Chris Paul this year than like any year in his career. I know that sounds like a hyperbole, but my man Floor General game is on another level. And Jim, he's one of those dudes that look like intensity. nowhere near in the horizon. Yeah, man. Like this boy can still be still playing at the highest of levels and I got nothing but respect for him. I mean he still is a weirdo for the banana boat, but in terms of basketball, <laughs> like my man, my man, based, play basketball, based on the way he plays, he don't really got to play a whole lot of defense. Hey Jim, that video you sent me, man, with Shaq, Shaq kind of, Shaq was, Shaq kind of told me, Shaq kind of showed me who should be looked at as the biggest weirdo on that banana boat situation. Yeah. I never noticed that before. So Shaq was cooking his ass. He was cooking LeBron because of the way he had his back arched like a like a like a. Uh, Yo, yeah. Yo, LeBron had his back arched like an IG model, and Shaq was cooking Yo. him for it. Yo. Yo, Shaq gave him. Yo, Shaq wait. Yo, man, I I be wanting to hate Shaq because he's fighting against Mumia being released, but boy, it's so funny, man. That is absolutely the case. Like. Yo, LeBron yo, is a spot. A banana bowl spot. Yo, Shaq a real cop. I was watching the gym the other day when um when Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson was on there and they told a story like when they got to LA, they were speeding going somewhere and the cops pulled them over and when you know, when a cop got out the car it was like Shaq. Shaq had like police lights on his regular vehicle pulling people over. And <laughs> Shaq said to be smart. Shaq said to be smart. Made him late for practice. Yo, 
Shout out to Skyview, man. Rest in power to his pop. He said, real talk, the last words my pop said to me is Julius Randle was a scrub. So he's come a long way. <laughs> Second of all, yo, Julius Randle ball, man, is, ball really is, is life for that boy. I'm so glad. I'm so glad they acknowledged it, man, because this is a long time coming. Because honestly, Julius Randle was a scrub, like, but yeah. I think that sometimes getting out of situations is the best thing for you, like, to be the savior of his team, and he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was tricky, but the thing is, though, he came out of this game, and he, and he got – Big like, dribbling. That's just to get away. Big like, dribbling like, ass Anthony Mason ass like, dude. What are you saying, No, I'm just saying sometimes it's best when dudes, like, get, get sent away from certain teams to get, get away to, like, you know, work on their game and get better because, like, he is out of control right now, yo. He looks yeah. like a left-handed Carl Malone right now. He's he giving out he, buckets and all kinds of – He's he averaging – 24, 11 rebounds, five and a half assists, uh, almost a steal, and a half of and point two blocks. Not a half, but point yeah, he, two he, blocks. He balling right now. He balling. Yeah. Now yeah. and 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 also the Knicks, they aren't in the playoff run chase right now. They're in the 10th seed with a 15 and 17 record, but that's the same record as the team that's in the A spot, Miami, and the team that's in the ninth spot, which is Boston. And you know they're having that oh, play in. Yeah, they're having that play in at the end of the at the end of the season. So if the Knicks stay in that tenth spot, they'll be a part of that that playoff play in for the eighth spot. So hold on, hold on. So, so Boston's a ninth seed in the East with with the legendary Jason Tatum. Right. Hold on, they got two. The legend, light skinned mom. Charlotte, Charlotte, Jim is at seventh. At 15 and 16, being led by you know Mellow Ball in the house. Shout out to to my young my young cousin. Um, they not making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and y'all know the the second half because they didn't do the whole schedule um, from the beginning of the season because of COVID. The second half schedule has been announced, and Charlotte yeah, has they got two, two they got national two television games. games, and you know yeah. that ain't because of Gordon Hayward. So shout out to to yeah. the Austin. Hating on my young cousin. Ball, yo, is clearly <laughs> better than his brother. Both of them. Yo, Lamelo Ball is a savior of that family. He can pick a hoop. That ain't hard to do. Young boy's basketball I, I, IQ is top five in the NBA. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> Jim, Jim yo, definitely hyping in that. He's at top five, but no, the yo, stuff that he sees though, man. I'm like, yo, come on, son. I see that. I was I, listen. Hey, I, hey. I watched. I watched um. I watched Gilbert Gilbert's podcast where him and uh, Swaggy P was arguing that whether Lamelo Ball was a top ten point guard in the NBA. And I'm like, Yo, <laughs> can you imagine Nick Young? Game. Nick Young said some intelligent things on that podcast. I didn't hey. even know because you know Ball got Down syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I don't even know what I'm saying. I, I forgot what I was going to say because be awesome through my yeah, thought pattern. Right so no, we just all I'm on, saying man. is. Give Lamelo his flowers, man. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely yeah. solid. But y'all, y'all got to stop you. acting like y'all don't know that that Swaggy P got Down syndrome, man. Bull autistic. Hold on, though. I'm going to call him. We often called him Laggy P. Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to ignore that. But what I want, what I do want to say is, be often. You might want to just come to terms now, as opposed to having to apologize to this man in the future, because the young boy can hoop. He can hoop a little bit. He's tall and lanky. And he, he do the yeah. same thing Serena Williams do, so I'm not really with it. B, he, he way better than Mike Conley, though. 
<laughs> yeah, so are so are you. You just fat. <laughs> Not no more, my G. <laughs> Dev down fifty three pounds, my G. <laughs> I'm getting back in oh, shape. I'm gonna go challenge. When, I'm, yo, I'm, yo, I'm, Jimmy. I'm gonna go challenge yo, when not, game, yeah. yo, when he said, when he said, not no more. I thought he was talking about ball. He was talking about. Oh, what? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I was saying I ain't even good yeah, at this. Man. No, no, no. Yo. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm gonna go challenge him. Just let me get, let me, let me turn some of this, you know, some of this excess slab into muscle. I'm gonna go challenge ball. Try to take his spot because the Jazz might win a ring. I might be able to give me a ring. But um. All right, man. So, uh, before we go to the stat of the week, because that might take a couple minutes, man, let's go to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias calling in from out in Arizona. Tobias, what up, man? Roll damn tide. What's going on? Roll that. Roll damn tide. What's going on, gentlemen? Nothing much. Yo, Tobias. Mac, why my co-hosts Mac be Zach acting the like they don't know? I'm I'm proud of your man, Mac <laughs> Zach, man. He deserved it. He hey, deserved it. Exactly. To the best starter. And he's and he's in the MVP race. <laughs> he's in the, he's in MVP race. Whoa, all I got to whoa, say. Whoa, slow hey, down, slow down, get, slow down. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Hey, but, uh, but hey, 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 hey I can't even front. And Jimmy can attest to this. You getting ahead of yourself has worked out very well for you in the past few weeks. <laughs> this the, year, yes. <laughs> it worked out for you in the NFC Championship game. It worked out for you in the Super Bowl. So if I'm you. I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> Mac Zach hey. end up hoisting the MVP trophy, and we're gonna be apologizing to Tobias. Like, damn, cuz. <laughs> hey, right. I apologized to Zach two years ago. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's like you talk this All Star game, right? And uh, you're right with Devin Booker. Who are you taking off? That's the problem. It's like if you're an established name, you could be in for ten years. And I must give Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, James Harden credit for falling like they are despite being husky. You know, man, imagine they drop that up, how great they will be. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know about y'all. They, they say Luka's Larry Bird, but the way he shoots, it looks like cold duck. But anyway, uh, you know, but. but are you the one that's nice? I can't put him yeah. in the can't shoot a lick category. Dude be making too many amazing three-pointers. He might not. You know the crazy part is? I don't think he's a shooter. Put him in like the Paul Pierce category. When you need something, yeah. you're going to hit it. But I wouldn't, yeah, you know, shoot The dude could make a 30-foot three over two people. He wide open. He's airballing. It's just crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, but. Some dudes, some but, dudes, some dudes got but, that clutch gene, man. That clutch gene yeah. way heavy, bro. Yeah. yeah. And like, it was funny. Y'all talking about the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. I remember Shannon Sharp and all these Lake Nick Wright and all these guys that man they got Dennis Schroeder. They got Montrez Harrell. They got oh, yeah. Mark Gasol. Was, you know, was, but they don't. Because everybody's talking about, yo, they way better than the team that just won the chip. Like y'all just jump ahead of your stuff. Things came together and, for that team. And then they go and then watching a monster stuff that well LeBron has no help. Right, but y'all are hyping these dudes up a month ago. Yo, Montrez Harrell, he do look like he could ball, but he got a nose ring. So I already, I already knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And, and it's like people just see names, and it's like, like when the Cavs made those trades and brought Rodney Hood and Clarkson over, they were hyping them up for two months. Like LeBron has no help. I'm like, pick a damn lane, people. Uh, yo, you know? Clark, yo, Clarkson, Clarkson can go, 
but I don't know where Rodney Hood got his reputation from. Like, nothing he's ever done matches his reputation. Like, people yeah, act he, like he can really, like he's really an addition. Clark is a beast, man. Clark has fit his role. And, and before I hit this NFL, y'all forgot one major rivalry. Uh, Kobe and Smush Parker. That's an all-timer. But anyway. Uh, true, true, true. Smush. part of the Schmoney game? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that dude, he man. down with GS9. He, he is GS9. You know, and, uh, but you know, I was I saw these NFL stories at Sierra. I mean, Russell Wilson uh, talking about trade destinations. But and I see all these fans, all these other like the Bears, the Saints, all these other teams. Like, we will get them. I was like, Seattle's not trading Russell Wilson. If I'm Seattle, I'll fire Pete Carroll before I trade Russell Wilson, uh, you know. And, and they like to Sean Watson. I don't think these guys are getting traded. Why in the hell would you trade a top 10 QB? Uh, and hopefully the pick turns out. It, it's so hard to get that guy. And if you got okay. that guy, it's hard, man, to let that guy go. Yeah, but it's just hopefully so hope to get a draft pick. Again, if the guy doesn't want to be there, like I understand that you, you know, you feel like, yo, just pay him and he'll figure it out. It don't work that way, y'all. He's gonna be a cancer to your locker room, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna lose your entire team, you know, just to kind of like spite one guy. That's why, it's why players have found a way to get out of situations when they're really under contract. It's why contracts don't even matter in 2021. You're right, Jim. And because, plus, because remember, some of them cats in there didn't really bang with Russ. Seattle got all of those dudes out of there. So if you do Russ wrong now, it's going to be a whole lot of people on his side. Like, he don't want to be here. Let him go. You know what I mean? And then every, every press conference you go to, every article written is about the distraction as opposed to anything you got going on. So it's almost like, yo, I just rather cut this and, and keep it moving. Plus, yeah, plus, they already, plus they already won a chip and had two chip appearances. So, you know, they can move on. I, I would have fired Pete Carroll for not not running the ball. Y'all know how I am with a quick hook. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah. if I'm Seattle, I'd be like, because Pete that, Carroll, that, if that, you look that, at that the was, game. Uh, that was a message from that, – that Pete Carroll thing, not running the ball, was a message from the people that got Trump elected. They couldn't allow an yeah. African to get up in that stage. Yeah, I know. Y'all know, I, I ain't much for conspiracy theories, but I really think that – they they really got to that coaching staff like yo you can't let this dude be the MVP of the game. I really think and, uh, that has to do with it, man. Because Marshawn was not that. I don't think that's a theory. I think that's a conspiracy fact. Because wasn't that the wasn't that the um wasn't that the um I'm just here so I won't get fined week? Wasn't that uh, media? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and that was, and that was, if y'all remember, that was when a part of his touchdown celebration, before he gave the handshakes out, as he went in the end zone, he would grab his nards and turn around and hold his yeah, fist in there. He, he definitely grabbed the Bozak. And you know how ironic part about that whole play was not running. Was that Belichick knew that play was coming? And he coached Malcolm Brown what to look for, and uh, that was a funny part about all that. That he knew it was Yo, coming. He started, and, they uh, jump started Malcolm Butler's entire career. Yeah, <laughs> they said we will yeah. sacrifice this Super Bowl for white supremacy. Yeah, and, and, you know, uh, and, and Jimmy has a point. I think Russell doesn't want to get traded. I think that he'll, you know, I think they'll work that out. But Deshaun, 
I about to say, I Houston ain't working Denver, that out. Nah, Houston ain't working that out. Deshaun got to no, But, yeah, cause I, think this, I think the Jets, the Dolphins should be guys that can get them. They got a lot of draft picks. But also the Bears, for example. Well, the, well, the people say 49ers, but here's the problem. Shanahan could have drafted him, but he wanted to take Kirk Cousins. That's who he. That's the guy he had his eyes on. So, I think that team should keep calling and keep calling. I think the longer Houston hangs on to this guy, the lower they could get right now. Because once the draft hits, you're screwed. You better off get, getting the picks now from either the Jets, somebody like that. Those all those first round picks they have, and get that now. They're Carson, waiting to have Carson. the draft of your group. Yeah, they said Carson Wentz gonna be better than all of them. Oh boy! They sound like Daniel Olasky now. They sent um, the new coach in there to to meet with Deshaun Watson, and I guess they thought maybe he could tell you know tell him what the new direction is and this and that and talk him I'm in the stand. He told Ball, "Nah, I still want to be out." So hey, I'm good. <laughs> oh, what? Just like you, we're in it together. Yeah. That that didn't work, obviously. Uh, yeah, no, you know, but it. yeah, but sometimes like that. Like the Panthers, they, they can get a haul. The Jets got they get a haul in draft their next QB. They could do that, and I think Houston just has to let that one go. I don't think Russ is getting traded, but I think Deshaun Watson that you get that stuff now. This ain't a Carson Wentz situation where there's only one team that really wanted that was really wanting to get him. Deshaun, even though I don't think I think he's a good quarterback, but I still want to see like you know. I think there'll be some pressure on him. That's why I hope he goes to a good situation. He not, you know, go to a good situation. That's why I think the Dolphins are a good spot. Maybe the Jets. But I think Carolina has a damn good coaching staff out there. I think that is not as glamorous as the New York or Miami market. But I think that could be a good look right there with that good coaching staff right there. You know, because Teddy DeAnster didn't do it. And I remember Bucks fans why they wanted Bridgewater. Well, now the Panthers want to get rid of him now, but I think the Panthers be a good look for him. Yeah. All right, man. So we we'll wrap to you next week. We about to uh, move on to yeah. some other stuff, but we holler at you next week, man. You know we appreciate your hey, calls. You just want right, you to know that Julius Randle's winning the Most Improved Player, and not your man Max Zach. Just want to let you know that. Because Zach's already a Hall of Fame status, baby. We gonna keep him. We gonna dump. <laughs> hey, no, he's we not gonna dump Marcus. Hey, I he got is, one he, question. And I'll take it off the air. Best bowl of all time. Good, good. Yeah, third. That's Derrick Rose. Pre-injury Derrick Rose. But anyway, third best. But anyway, got a question for y'all. Take it off the air. When this last chance you basketball uh, show comes out, over under ten bad logo threes from those guys per game on each episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's happening. <laughs> 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 All right, man. All right, I goodbye. Didn't even, I didn't even hear what he said. I just heard y'all laughing. What he said? <laughs> no, he's talking about he's talking about how many uh, you know threes they gonna be jacking up on that show because you know we that's the oh, best on last year. It's a basketball John based on AAU. They about to let that thing fly. Oh yeah, I mean that's. that's that's what it is. That's basketball these days. You ain't ish if you ain't hitting threes. All right, um, we got Rob out Cali. Rob, what's going on, man? What's up? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yes, sir. What's yeah, good? what's going on, what's Playboy? What's good, dude? What's going yeah, I'm on, good, man? man. I'm... What's really? What's really, really is, man, I just saw a dumpster. It looked like my Lakers, man. They've been playing terrible, bro. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, hopefully they'll wake up. You know, I mean, hopefully have, they'll wake up. Hopefully you, they'll wake up. I mean, it's up. hard to hard to lose a top five player in the league and not struggle a little bit. So they'd be all right. Yeah, yeah, they'll be all right. I mean, it's it's gonna be some adjustments. I do not want Blake Griffin. Uh, you know, I do not want Blake Griffin. You know what I'm saying? Light skins ass style. You know, Clay Thompson's her Curry's not the best anymore. Demian Lillard with Curry, so light skins ass style. So I do not want Blake Griffin. You don't want him. Yo, 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 if they yo, buy him yo, out, you would get him on the cheap. You wouldn't take him on the cheap. Yo, Blake be getting disrespected, Joe. Yo, yo yeah, Blake be ball. I, I'm about to say Blake balls with his diminishing athleticism. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean he, he, you know, you know he, uh, he, his athleticism. Yeah, he was the highlight reel, but you know what? He didn't have, he doesn't have any skill. Like. Come on now. I mean, no, that's a that's a myth. That's a myth now, dog. That's not that's say, not true. Now when at he all. still could jump you ain't even started, watching. and he started working on his handle and his jump shot, we was all saying, Why are he doing all that? If he can just go down and do that. That this is why he did that. Because once your athleticism goes, you gotta have something to fall back on. So I, you know, I personally if I was a Lakers fan, I would think that would be a great pickup. Not in a trade. That's I wouldn't an amazing want to give up pickup. assets for him. But if they're going to buy him out and you can get him on the cheap, hell yeah, I'll take Griffin to come off my bench all day, every day. Yo, that's, uh, an amazing, that's an amazing pickup. Like, he does have skills. Like, I think he's one of the more disrespected players in the league. He's at, he's absolutely better than Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> uh, you know, you that right. he's, you know, you know, Jimmy does have a point. I mean, he has grown it's just something B. Austin said a long time ago. He has, you know, he had to learn how to switch positions and come off the bench, and he just hasn't been as efficient. I mean, once in a while he'll drop 30, but that's, well, that's like once every blue moon. But, you know, Kyle, but, but yeah, I think I think he's just pretty accurate, yeah. You know, Laker fans hate Kyle for the object, too, right now. But, yeah, but, um. Also, also, I just want to say this too. Hello. Yeah, we here. Go ahead. You here? I'm up. You here? I'm up. I just want to say I'm upset with like, but well, 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 I want to talk about the Cam Newton thing, but I'm upset one with Eagle fans. A lot of Eagle fans, anti Carson Wentz fans, they're frauds. I'm gonna tell you why. I understand that you know it's a blue, what blue, blue chippers. We'll be uh how you say it? We'll um we're always for the always for hard work, always for the next man up. But a guy like Carson Wentz, he's one of the best quarterbacks we ever had in franchise history. We're not taking into account the injuries. We're not taking into account how bad Harry Roseman is. We're not taking into account how bad the coaching is. And and and, and the one thing we can learn about this, and it's for a whole Eagles organization. It's not only overcoming adversity, it's also how you um, how you uh, handle success. And the Eagles organization, success came at them so fast, they didn't know how to handle it. Ty Bowles didn't know how to repeat it. And uh, another thing, uh, hello? Yeah, we here. Yo, yeah, we here. And, and, you said success and, and listen, came at them so fast. And, See, you waited like years for a bowl, yeah. And, 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 and I'll tell you, man. 
Rob, and, and Rob, why do you care about Carson Wentz? He's no longer on your team, so you should be like, F him. At this point, it's time to move on. It's, but, 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 yeah, I, I'm just not, I'm just not going to go quarterback just because he's black. That's, that's, that's just not my MO. So. I know. Anyways, about the Cam Newton thing, you know, with that child, you see, this is something I learned. <laughs> Come on, and, child. And, 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 and I think that child, I, I like to, there's a guy that comment in the comment section. I ain't going to say his name because it's on your page. You know, uh, he he felt this kid felt like a LeBron fan. You see, when you don't have a father, you know you're gonna try to make yourself a set of attention or feel brother. And for that, for, and for that kid, you know, he, you know, instead of listening, instead of uh, instead of listening, instead of sitting back, instead of you know, I mean, Kevin Newton, yeah. Some people may say he's overrated. Me, I thought he was like a black Ben Wallace right at one point. But, you know, it doesn't change the fact he's won the MVP. He got to the highest level you, you could ever get to. Like, not only less than one. We're talking about, we talking about players, Cam Newton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Players, players have been at level. And for that kid, that childless father, to, um, to, to, come, to, to just disrespect him and for people to support him that, it's, 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 just, it's just crazy. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the disrespect was crazy. Um, but that's a generation, you know, that's a generational thing. But if you saw Cam play last season, he was worthy of the disrespect. I mean, he's for, he's for, <laughs> the ultimate been waiting for that for years. I mean, you know, I mean all I'm going to say is, Rob, the young boy was wrong. The young boy obviously don't got no old heads, so I'm going to blame him. I'm blaming his old heads. But if I'm Cam, yeah. why is Cam even engaging in him? You got to. I'm about to say, why didn't you turn around and even talk to? Him. Yeah, you because you know, because you know the camera's notice, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, no, no. Notice, no, no, notice the how the now, atmosphere now, changed. Now, not only did you play yourself on the field with your play this season, but you played yourself in responding to a child. Yeah, like but, I'm but, really but, not but, gonna but, be in the camera phone, like still, telling us. 16-year-old that I'm rich. Like, come on. But, but yeah. still, the human, be- the human beings, how many times have you seen Kevin Durant do that? But how many times you heard he us crying, crush Kevin he Durant for being so sensitive? I'm about to say, how many times well, have you seen us crush him? <laughs> We've crushed him numerous times for being a, a, being a, a, a Trez van. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, you know what, man? I can't, I, I got to take the side then because Listen, as I, I know sometimes they could they could respond a little bit more professionally, but come on, man, they ain't perfect. I mean, come on, you. No, we're, we're just saying, but a lot, of, a lot of stuff you don't it's have to respond to at all. Listen, especially Kevin Durant. If he lived in Philly, every time he left the crib, he had to deal with that. You, but the, as, when you when you understand that, you just like, yo, people going to talk, man. People going to talk about you. You can be the greatest person in the world, man. They going to talk about you, but. At the end of the day, you got to ignore that stuff, man. Your skin, your skin can't be like, you, you can't be that soft, dude. Uh, I, I don't care I, how great you are. Oh, All right, so, man. So, 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 so,
I, I, I can't do I that. Can't. I All right, I, I think you're being. I think you. Now you're being a little too sensitive, Rob. You got to know sometimes. Oh, oh you're touching my masculinity. I don't care. Go ahead, question. No, no, I'm saying some things you got to realize are jokes. I'm about to say, like, who said he? Who questions his masculinity about? Responding to a kid. I did. I, I questioned his masculinity a long time ago when he started crossing. <laughs> if, if that happened, it had nothing to do with I was, kids. I was way for Beyonce. I was way, but oh, but oh, oh, oh. Ain't nobody questioning his masculinity. I, I said he's uh, he's soft, but like responding to a kid, like he's a kid. The kid is wrong I, too. Don't get me wrong. They both I, look like a fool to me. I, I said he was soft for the clothing he wears. Yeah, because the kid was just trying to, the kid was just chasing clout, and the fact that he turned around and gave him conversation, he gave him the clout that he was chasing. Shows him that he saw. That shows he saw. If you ignore, if you ignore young bull, he don't get the clout that he was chasing by saying something to him in first place. Yo, we got a road over. Yeah, he looked like a fool. Okay, okay. I got, I, I got one question for, I got one question for for y'all go. First of all, yo, I, I, I hope. I wait. I do apologize because I haven't asked the Algani and well, two things. One, I haven't asked the Algani um, hoodie for your boy because I do want to, you know, wear some one on sports gear. What that is is um like? Do you think because Russell Wilson didn't officially say he want to be traded, but um, but he but he's making implications. Do you think? The uh, the the NFL is becoming sore or has always been like the NBA as far as the quarterback having this much power because you know, you know I saw the, uh, some some idiot journalists talking about oh I don't think the quarterback should be involved in personnel decisions and I'm like bro what are you talking about like of course quarterbacks should probably be involved in personnel decisions they're making more money than a coach you know they're um, you know especially when you're taking all those taking all these hits and things like that, like Russell Wilson. And, I mean, if you're, uh, if you're a franchise quarterback, I think you should be in the room. I think you should have some say, at least in the, you know, in the offense, the guys that you're going to be throwing the ball to, the guys that are going to be blocking for you. Um, you can't just be the decision maker. Yo, Rob, it's not like you you uh, playing in traffic. Yo, so, I mean, we're going to keep answering the question, but we'll holler at you next week, man. We're going to take it offline because there's a lot of noise all in the right, background. Rob. Peace, All right, man. man. Rob, we appreciate you. Remember, Cam Newton is a trust vanity. But go ahead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about it already. But but he, he, if you're a franchise level guy, you definitely should be somewhere in the decision making process. You should be able to say something. You, they shouldn't just make decisions while you chilling at home with 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 your wife and future kids. So, nah, that's not cool at all. You got to be involved in some way. Um, when they talk about defense and all that kind of stuff, and no, he shouldn't have anything to do with that. But offensively, you might know who you vibe with because you might even know some of these young dudes. So there's something to be said for that. All right, so our, our quote of the week, real quick, we're going to move this along. Um, our quote of the week is from Kobe's widow, Vanessa Bryant. She responded to Meek Mill over the lyric that we talked about last week in his song that has something to do with Kobe. And she said to him on Instagram, I believe, I find this line 
to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful, period. I'm not familiar with any of your music, but I believe you can do better than this. If you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect and tact. What do y'all think about that? I also, I, you know, speaking of Jim, which I was just saying about Cam, I, I kind of think this could have gone without a response from her. Personally. But here, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say, right? My opinion on this. It's like, I don't think I don't think Meek meant any disrespect by it. I doubt it makes the album. Um, could have been a little clout chasing amongst the, the bar. But I ain't going to front, yo. I love the way that Vanessa rides for the boy's name, dog. Like, she ain't going to let nobody, like, say his name. Like, she still rides for his name like a wife is supposed to. And I just find that <laughs> utterly amazing. Like, she be I ready to throw hands with her anybody. mom over his so, name in a city. She goes at any, anybody, any <laughs> entity, any business, any company, any person that says anything that remotely, yo, she's at their next. So I kind of respect You think she it, really like, don't have, I, I get, you really think she really don't know anything about Meek's body of work? But that's, or was that's, she that's just trying to sunny on that line? Yeah, she threw a little salt. No, no, no. She's too young. She's too young. Yeah, she's too young to not know who we know. She's listening to the music. That makes it even more fun. Plus, she got a daughter that's around that age. My thing is, she do not play with his name, and that's the way a wife is supposed to rob her man. So, salute to Vanessa Bryant for doing what she's supposed to. Even if you're wrong at times, I can't. I can't hate the fact that we she brought her husband's name, y'all. And even here, I'm not. I didn't. I didn't even say that. I don't think she was wrong. I just think it was like, like for what? Why are you talking to this dude? And plus, like you said, I don't think Meek is coming from a disrespectful place. So I don't really think he's gonna like fire back or anything. So it probably wasn't. You know. Fam, look at the last several months. I, 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 I anybody, yo, the classy, the classy thing for me to do would be to apologize again. I know he already apologized, but the oh, direct apology to her. Um, I think he did. I think he did. Uh, I thought Meek got a little indignant apology. with the fans who was saying something like, "Y'all." I thought so he tried to play the, the y'all. You know. Y'all let the, he's trying to make himself a victim. But here's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it was kind of like y'all let the, the band hype this up and, and run with it. That's what, that's the last card Go I saw. Go over the him. last couple months and look at how many people Vanessa Bryant has sued, cussed Checked. out, um, made an article. She does not play with Kobe's name, dog. <laughs> I feel like I feel like she might chastise us for having this conversation, so I'm gonna be quiet. I know. Why y'all talking about that? Don't worry about what I said about my husband. All right, my <laughs> badness. We on your Yo, side. I, I, res- I respect it though, dog. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna have a conversation with my wife. I need you to ride like this <laughs> while, I, I'm, while I'm here. <laughs> while I'm here, though. All right, so uh, and our quote of the week, man. I mean, I'm sorry, that was the quote of the week. Our stat of the week, man, just had to let y'all know that NBA Top Shot goes over $200 million in marketplace Let's sales go. and now has nearly 65,000 buyers, and this thing is still in, a, in the beta. Um, y'all might not know what we're talking about. Jim, we're not, because we can talk about this all day, and we will do a show about it at some point, probably on the um, – on World Room Sports TV. But Jim, just give them a little 20 second synopsis of what NBA Top Shot is and what NFTs are. Real quick. Yo, just so they first know off, what the hell we talking about and why we hype. Shout out to the Top Shot community because I saw that they said that um, 
they they got over a hundred thousand folks on there now, which is dope as hell. But it's basically a non fungible token on a blockchain, which means that you have a one of one, uh, you know, um, digital collectible, and this is the the digital version of trading cards. Right. Um, and they have a value associated with them. So it's growing ungodly. Um, you know, I mean, we we over here making millions and millions of money. In collectible cards, and you know it's actually it's actually fun. It's it's you know a little addicting, but it yes, combines it sports, investing, and and every everything I love, with the exception of brown skin women and pizza, is involved with NBA Top Shot. <laughs> the stock market element has a crypto element, a real estate element, and basketball. So it gets no better than that. You know what I'm saying? You so with that being it. said, though, it's growing like crazy. Get involved. All right. So shout out to to. Everybody in the community, shout out to Jim for giving y'all that quick synopsis. Y'all got questions on it? Ask us next episode. <laughs> right now, we yeah. have no questions. We're trying to get up out of here so we can um, check out some brown skin women and some pizza and some basketball. <laughs> um, <laughs> so look, man, y'all know the drill. Y'all can check out our website at worldroomsports.com if you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics, we got to make it quick, though. We're taking faster calls from now on if anybody calls in for the rest of the show. Chalking down the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted, but if you're already listening from your phone, you can press 1 if you want to talk. You can also join us in the By the Hood chat room with Skyview and Neil. Hold us down every week. Um, that's brought to you by By the Hood University. If you've always wanted to learn about how to make money work for you in the real estate market, stock market, Precious metals, cryptocurrency, and even the new digital assets such as NFT. Shout out to NBA Top Shots. Like we just said, it's time to go back to school and it's time to enroll at Bodahood University. We want all of our supporters to create wealth and leave a legacy. So World Room Sports is partnered with Bodahood University to help you get started on your journey of learning to invest and possible financial freedom. So go to our website, click on the Bodahood logo at the bottom of our homepage or on our sponsors and partners page. To get started, use the promo code WRS, all caps, one word, to receive 15% off every course on the By the Hood site. It's not too late to secure your financial legacy, so do it now. Jim, what the hell happened this week while everybody was on the grind? I heard we almost yes, had another Kobe-like situation, and that's no diss, Vanessa. Oh, my Please God. Don't kill me. Please don't Yo, kill me. But no, I... Why you want the Grizz Nae is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, hit up digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and tell them you heard it here at Warren Sports to get the discount. But we have to talk about what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Nae. Um, yes, sir. Man, this is scary. Uh, Earl Tiger Woods, right? Tiger Woods was injured in a single car crash in L.A. I saw the pictures from this, and I was like, yo, they can't take Tiger from us. Like a year after they took Kobe from us. But, you know, it's kind of insane, man. But, uh, yo, the pictures were crazy because, you know, the first thing I heard when I heard about an accident, you know, I go looking things up, and the first thing you hear of, they had to extract Tiger from the car, um, with the jaws of life. And then, you know, they talked about him being God, rushed yo. to emergency surgery. And then they actually, oh. then, only then, Jim, is when I saw the photos. And I'm sitting here like, I'm looking at the photos like, yo, Tiger's 
going to die today. And then you find out he really didn't have life-threatening um, injuries, which is amazing in itself. If you look at the pictures, like Tim said, and, but, but what is on the line right now is his career. Like he had already had the latest of his back surgeries. So we're still waiting for tiger to try to get back to tiger form and possibly add some majors to his, you know, to his ledger. I don't know dog. After this, after this, it might, it might be it for tiger. (laughs) It might be it for tiger. Did you, you, did you see the photo? Okay. No, nah, I photo? didn't. I didn't see the, the, like the photo. What was Tiger the, uh, what, was the re- what was the response from the Cablasian community? <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> like, yo, yo, often in rare form, yo. You got, you got to do the show to the wit, man. But anyway, man, like, like Jim said, man, <laughs> like a year after Kobe, like I, I ain't gonna front, like. Tiger would have been would be a big loss. I don't know if I would have taken it personally to the to the extent that I took the the Kobe loss. Um, like I said, Kobe and Michael Jackson. Like I sat in the house crying, like like them dudes is my cousins or something. Um, <laughs> there might be something there, but y'all know what I mean. Um, they said he was rushed to the hospital. Right, he sustained injuries to his leg that required a rod screws, pins, and a surgical release of the muscle covering, one that surgeons mm. likely believe would save his leg from amputation. So oh. one of the surgeons was saying basically he's still in that acute phase where they still may have to do a lot of work, you know, on him um, in the days to come. So they're saying it's unclear whether he'll be going back into the operating room or not. But Tiger, you know, he got really messed up, but I still think like he need to be thanking whoever he thanks for the fact that his injuries weren't life, you know, Dog. they might be life-altering, when I but they the weren't car, life-threatening. I got to keep it. I got to keep it a foul while. When I saw the car, I thought of two things, yo. I thought of like that because, you know, we just watched the documentary and talked about it. I thought about his son who was at the very end, you know, his son plays golf now and his son, his son right. running around um, the green with him. I was like, damn. I know he got other kids, but I just thought about his son because he was so prominent in the documentary. And then right. I thought about, you know, his young ladies and wondering which one would actually be there because, you know, I ain't going to, you know, not, no disrespect, but. Who they going to pull out of the car? Yo, no. Yo, because the thing about the Tiger, the thing about the Tiger thing after watching the documentary, yo, I felt bad for him because it's like, I, it's one thing to say Tiger had a bunch of, yo, but Tiger actually, like, was in love with all these chicks. Tiger didn't just have. Like hoes, Tiger. Tiger was in like four relationships. So, so before we move on, let me let me tell y'all about the accident because the authorities say they don't they believe it was purely an accident. They don't think that you know drugs or drinking had anything to do with it. We know Tiger had you know some opioid issues some years back. Um, he got pulled over for that. Remember the the infamous mugshot where Tiger looked like he was just asleep at the wheel. Um, but they said they believed that this was purely an accident, but they got to pull the black box event recorder from the vehicle to make that determination. I didn't even know vehicles had that. I thought that was just an airplane thing, uh, um, you know, aerospace type thing. But they said he was driving Tuesday, of course, in Rancho Palos Verdes near Los Angeles shortly after 7 a.m. when his SUV crossed the median and veered across two lanes of road before hitting a curb, hitting a tree, 
and landing on its side in the brush where we saw the pictures of the joint looking destroyed. How does that happen unless you narcoleptic or you on some stuff? I'm going to just leave that there. Mm-hmm. That, that was rhetorical. Y'all don't have to answer that. We can move on. That was just rhetorical. I mean, I hope Tiger ain't back on that stuff. That's a hell of an accident. I mean, it's purely an accident. Like, hmm. Veering across medians and two lanes of highway, I mean, road and hitting a uh, I mean, median in the tree. So what the you're tree. saying is you don't want speculation. <laughs> no, we don't. We, no, no, we don't want. I mean, Nori got a song, right? No, mind. <laughs> Yo, um, <laughs> not crashing it. Let's move on. Let's move on. Though. That's because uh, Nori wasn't in love, though. No, he just wasn't crashing. He wasn't. <laughs> yo, any of y'all ever been in love with more than one woman at a time? No, man. We're going to say that for another show. But, yo, um, yo real quick, though. Um, Shout out to Brown's Therese A. <laughs> yo, Therese A. Paler, uh, Howard University graduate, um, recently passed away. I, he was young, though. He was, what, 37, something like that? We talked about like him a couple weeks ago. When we, when we yeah, talked about him dying, I didn't know he was a. HU alum. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he graduated from Howard. He's an NFL writer. He voted uh, for the Hall of Fame and whatnot. Um, did they ever say what he Kansas died City from? Star, Yahoo Sports. <laughs> did they ever say what he died from? Because he was fairly young. I don't know who was wrong. Was oh, yeah. I, 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 I never heard about what he died from. I don't know if it was COVID. I don't know what it was. But, yeah. He, yeah, but. You no, know, he's gone. Um, there's a scholarship launched in his name at Howard University, so that's pretty dope. H U, and rest in power to the rest in power to the brother man. Yeah, definitely. Um, they said it was in partnership with the Wall Street Journal and the Kansas City Star, um, and and it was started by Yahoo Sports. But it, you know the partnership came from that. Um, so the the quick details before we move on, uh, it'll be presented to students studying journalism, of course, who have an emphasis in sports journalism, um, and meet the three uh, GPA requirement. Um, they said his fiance and the journal's new audience's chief Ebony Reed announced the creation of this scholarship uh, earlier this week. So rest in power to the brother. I did not know he was HU alum. Um, and uh, I'm glad to see this because, you know, the scholarship is going to help along some students that look like us break into this game, you know, through more traditional means like him, you know. Like us, we we just kicked the door down and did our own thing. But you know, people like him, uh, it's difficult. Rest in power, man. Yeah, definitely, it's, it's difficult to rest do that. Power, he's helping posthumously. He's helping some people along, man. So shout out to everybody involved. Yo, so um, Notre Dame decided they would not participate in EA Sports video game. And, um, until the nil rules are finalized. Crazy part is I heard there are other um, universities that are like joining suit now, so it's about to be a wave of cats backing out of this video game. So we'll see what happens in the long run. The funny thing, Jim, is when I first saw this headline, I just thought Notre Dame was like, we're not trying to be in it because we can no longer um, – um, I can't say that on, on air. They're going to get me. We can no longer, you know, take it from the the, the players without their uh, <laughs> without their consent. 
Y'all know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But you know, they just—I thought they wanted to I thought they wanted to keep um, basically using these kids and not allowing these kids to make any money off their likeness. But when I read the article, they were basically saying, as those rules are developed, it is our strong desire that student athletes be allowed to benefit directly from allowing their name, image, and performance history to be used in the game. Um, And this was said by their athletic director, Jack Swarbrick. Um, So he said they welcome the return of the game pending these changes. So it sounds like they're trying to be on the right side of history, whether this is lip service or not. They're sounding like they're kind of boycotting the game until the players get their just due. And that's big because, you know, no matter what people think Listen, of Notre man. Dame, Notre they switched, Dame they switched it up. Program. They switched it up real quick. So when they, they talk, it up real quick. people listen. Here's what it is, man. They don't want to have to pay it back, so they like, look, let's just act like we on this side now because we ain't trying to pay it back later. Like they, Yo, they, Jimmy, they used to do your, do they, your don't want, they don't want to pay it back. They want let EA pay it back. Let's, y'all go ahead and handle your, that. So your we point, don't have to deal with. To your point, being that uh, being that Notre Dame is a Catholic university, they got the word from the Vatican. You know who sits at the top of the Vatican? They got told what to do. Facts, yo. They usually, they usually, they usually just deaf Jeff the players and like you know figure it out later. But don't say nothing. They don't want to have to. Yeah, you know I mean, so <laughs> if you know, you know. All right, man. So I'm gonna let y'all know real quick what happened. Uh, this date in sports history, and this date in sports history, of course, brought to you by Sports the Book. Go out and get Sports the Book. You can get that at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com, written by Warroom Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure you go get that. It's better than any sports book you've ever ever read in your life. I guarantee it. All right. So this date in sports history, February 25th, 1964, was that infamous date that Cassius Clay, later known to the, the world as Muhammad Ali, wins his first heavyweight world heavyweight title, when Sonny Liston's bitch fails to answer the bell for round seven at the convention center in Miami Beach. This was actually the setting for that new prime video film, One Night in Miami. I don't know if you guys have uh, watched that yet, um, but this was basically the setting for that. You know, what happened that night after that fight, and he won that um, title with him and his famous homies, you know, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, uh, Jim Brown, and couple of other films, what they did <laughs> after that fight. Um, y'all seen that yet? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, did. I mean, I didn't think it was Very any, powerful. I didn't think it was, thought it was good. I didn't think it was particularly like great <laughs> or anything like that, but. <laughs> no, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. The bull, the bull, the bull body, the, um, the bull body, the Jim Brown, John, just because like I was watching, uh, Another thing with the real Jim Brown in there, and I was like, yo, he got his mannerisms, he got <laughs> his tone, so he bodied that. Yeah, but you but know what, Jim? I thought that would... Actors like that probably respect movie watchers, film watchers, fans like, like you, because a lot of people, they just, you know, they, they, they play a part, and people don't mm-hmm. really do their due diligence into what the real person is like, so you just think people bodied apart. And that might not necessarily be the case, but there's some people that actually put a lot of work into playing these people. Yeah, man. Shout out to the homie for bodying Fred Hampton the way he did. Right. 
Come on. Yeah, yo, the craziest part. Give my man his Oscar. First of all, first of all, a couple things. I am. Revolutionary. Yo, I think it was. I think it's amazing that now we're getting a lot of our other stories told. The slave narrative. We got way more stories than that. So the fact that we just talked about two films, that you know, um, so it's just it's just a lot more of our stories being told. So I think that's dope. But what I did right. like about the um the one night in Miami was the the dialogue in the movie. And when I watched it, because I had I didn't know what it was going into it. I watched right. it. I said, Yo, this is like being at a play. And then I found out that it was taken from a play. So it actually works like if you went out to watch a play. Um, there's a lot of dialogue in it, but I thought the dialogue was amazing. Um, shout to Regina King for directing it. You know what I mean? It's the brilliant sister. But to your point about the Fred Hampton movie, yo, they both bodied that. Even the snitch board bodied it. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, he's been, I heard there was a lot of bodying in that. I've seen it. Was very young. He's becoming a very good actor. Uh, I, I mess. And and you know what? Like, I think the first time I was introduced to Lakeith. And he was the co-star in this, so, you know, don't get us wrong. You know, he wasn't Fred Hampton, but I think it was in Atlanta. And when you play those type of roles where you're just a weirdo, like, we might just laugh at it because it's meant to make us laugh, but you got to be a certain level of actor to to play those weirdo-type roles, even if it's funny. You know, and then we saw him yeah. in um, Get Out. So, yeah, you know, Lakeith, he he moving up in the world. I think Bull's still in like yeah. his late twenties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. It's gonna take a special. It's gonna take a special actor to play Swaggy P. So go ahead. The Bull of Keith said that uh, after that role, my man said he had to go to therapy for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To it. He was. So I thought that was dope, though. But, I heard that. You know, definitely dope. But we like to yeah. give this. If uh, if if your if your moral compass is right, playing a snitch. Or playing a sellout should make you feel <laughs> We like to give this this uh, historical moment a, a war room salute. And and the thing is, like Jim, I was kind of like you. I didn't really know what it was about going into it. I had always, when they said it was coming out, I I, I was mistaking it for that moment that we always see that photo with like Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, um, um, Bill Russell, and all of them. I, I mistaked it for that, but it was something totally different. Um, so shout out to, like you said, Regina King and everybody for making it, man. Um, maybe we'll get a story about that moment as well, that photo, that infamous black yeah. and white photo that we always see with all those athletes. But, yeah, man, salute. Let's get up out of here. Word. Yes, sir. I'm watching. I see Listen, they giving man. Luca files that ain't really files, so I, I got to. Yo, shout out to shout out to Lamont who's at, at who's at the game, and he just sent me a pic talking about you know what I mean he, he giving Luca a shout out because he got a Luca moment, so he's he want Luca to actually cook his team, you know what I mean, make his moment worth more. But anyway, um, top shot. <laughs> yo, shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, everybody who's listening to us. And any way you're listening to us, we want to say we appreciate you. Thank you for always rocking with us, and thank you for always being here on Thursdays. But tune in next week because we will be right back here, you know, chopping it up about whatever it is you're going to chop it up about. But as of right now, here's what I want you all to do. Everything that we do, all of our content, all of our webcasts, all of our merch, all of our everything can be found at the hub, which is warroomsports.com. My book, Sports the Book, can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top.
www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.